Are you fascinated by the Hollywood movies of alien invasion? Well, aren't we all? Many watching such movies as Will Smith's Independence Day from many years ago found that their patriotic heartstrings get tugged. So what are we to make of the recent phenomenon of what first is reported to be a Chinese spy balloon and then is followed up with the shooting down of at least three more objects? And as silly as it sounds, the top U.S. Air Force general told the media that he was not ruling anything out, including an alien invasion. Well, color me skeptical, but when the government is telling us that we need to be concerned of an alien invasion, then perhaps this is just the distraction that is needed to avert the public's focus from something else, something much more important. For instance, let's take the Russia and Ukraine war. According to Fox News, the United States has already committed $196 billion in total military, financial, and humanitarian aid through the end of last November. Now, that's counting what is officially reported and not what is being done clandestine. Obviously, that's an investment that a country $32 trillion in debt cannot afford. However, it does make the U.S. the largest contributor to defending Ukraine. So, let's put this into a personal context. If you were involved in a property dispute with your neighbor, and another neighbor wrote letters to the editor of a local newspaper in support of the neighbor that you're in conflict with, then you would perceive that letter-writing neighbor as not supporting your side. Perhaps you might even feel some hatred toward that neighbor. But instead of taking up arms to solve the conflict, you're relying on the laws and a judicial system to work out the conflict. In the United States, the Constitution is the supreme law of the land and it designates that only Congress has the power to declare war. Look that up among its enumerated powers in Article 1, Section 8. But what has the Congress done? It has gotten involved in a dispute by sending support to one side. So how is the other side supposed to perceive this? No less than an act of war. However, Congress has not followed the rule of law by declaring war. Instead, it has ignored the Constitution and joined an international coalition to provide ammunition, military equipment, and training to Ukraine. Again, all acts of war. Then, according to Seymour Hersh, the U.S. did something even worse. It is accused of clandestinely blowing up the Nord Stream pipelines, cutting off a large source of income for Russia. This is obviously an act of war. A couple months after the pipeline explosion, Media reports that Swedish prosecutors revealed evidence of explosives found at the scene. Mr. Hirsch's account is based on an unidentified source, and it is a fascinating read that appears to be supported by President Biden's own admission that if Russia invades, then there will no longer be a Nord Stream. We will bring it to an end, he said. So let's watch. If Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again, then uh, there, will be, uh, we, there will be no longer a Nord Stream 2. We, we will bring an end to it. Again, the commander-in-chief is ordering acts of war. So where is the legal declaration by Congress? If there is none, then this is an impeachable offense. Unfortunately, both the president and Congress are not following the rule of law. Instead, they are following a parallel set of standards that they believe 
are above America's governance. President Biden even admitted this in his recent State of the Union speech. He said, we united NATO. We built a global coalition. We stood against Putin's aggression. NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, was created in 1949. The North Atlantic Treaty was ratified by the U.S. Senate in 1949, and it spells out that an attack on one signatory nation is an attack on all. Apparently meaning that if one country is militarily attacked, then the other member countries are obliged to defend it. But the organization does not include Ukraine. And even if it did, the treaty does not supersede the constitutional requirement that Congress must declare war. One organization that has dotted presidential administrations and the deep state bureaucracy for decades is the Council on Foreign Relations, the CFR. It vigorously defends and promotes the transition of our country to govern itself, to being reliant on an international or global system of government that tells its members what to do, how to govern, much like the European Union does to its members. Retired General David Petraeus is a key member of the CFR and Bilderberg Network. Nearly a decade ago, he declared that after America falls comes a unified North America. He even wrote a book about it, which was sponsored by the CFR as a task force report, similar to the task forces it has assembled to merge North America into a regional union like the EU. CNN published an interview with General Petraeus this week. In it, he said, I think the Biden administration has led NATO and the rest of the Western world very impressively in responding to the Russian invasion, providing enormous quantities of arms, ammunition, and other material and economic assistance, and also guiding the effort to impose economic, financial, and personal sanctions and export controls on Russia. For those willing to sacrifice American sovereignty on the altar of world government, working to circumvent the Constitution is a prime goal. The United Nations was created for this very purpose, and NATO is merely one of its many subsidiaries that creates the entangling alliances that the Founding Fathers advised us to avoid. It's not one that President Biden should be bragging about uniting. Instead, to protect American sovereignty, he should be leading the way for us to get out of NATO and the United Nations. NATO, the UN, and China all have at least one thing in common. All are engaged in a battle to overcome American sovereignty and to shape and lead a new world order. So let's think about that for a minute. The so-called spy balloons from China are merely physical manifestations of the war that China has waged on America for many decades. We'd like to tell you that our leaders are too stupid to see this, but that would be untrue. Some might be ignorant of this, but we postulate that many turn a blind eye or are helping aid in America's destruction by supporting policies that help to build up China. How else would you answer this beginning with all the aid that, America, that the American State Department has given to Chinese communists since just after World War II, even to the point of aiding in the communist rise to power in China, then leading the so-called free world into opening up China as a place to sell goods. Instead, China uses every opportunity and advantage to manipulate everything to its betterment. In the February 8th to 14th print edition of the Epic Times, it interviewed retired Air Force General Robert Spaulding, who said, there's no way to counter unrestricted warfare or win unrestricted warfare when you have a Chinese Communist Party that has access to any part of 
U.S. society. If they have any access to American society, then they'll use that access to undermine American society. The only way to be successful is to eliminate their access to American society. Now, the same advice can be said about the globalists from both sides of the political aisle that have had a hand in tearing down America and building global government under a new world order. The best way to not give them access is to start with an educated electorate that will raise up like-minded elected officials who will obey and safeguard the Constitution and America's founding principles, who will use the tools available to them to rebalance the scales of power between state and federal, and who will shield their constituents from overreaches. Really, the only alien invasions are what comes across our porous borders and what we allow our elected officials to get away with. An active electorate can stop that. The John Birch Society stands squarely behind the Constitution and the Founding Fathers' vision of a limited government that protects God-given rights. If you feel the same, then you're invited to join the John Birch Society to help us attain less government, more responsibility, and with God's help, a better world. Members meet locally on a monthly basis to educate and activate their communities. Start at JBS.org. And please be sure to like, subscribe, and share this video with others. I'm Bill Hahn for the John Birch Society. Until next time, stay informed, stay active, and get involved, patriots.